Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of another digital citizen. My name is Fro, and I am from Norway. In case you didn't know, and with me I have Luke from the U.S. of A. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? U.S. S of A. Of A. Yeah. Of A. Of uh, what? <laughs> Uranus, Saturn of uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the last thing. That Atlantis I'm not say. Of, of, of of Atlantis. That is what it is. Yep. Yes. I was gonna say yeah. ass, but uh, sure. <laughs> no, America isn't ass. Well, according to a lot of people, you are, but but I don't think America is ass. I I don't know if we we talked about this. Or, or, I don't think I have asked this. That's for sure because I don't know the answer to this. What do you think about the whole thing of like America being the land of opportunity? Do you think that still is a thing? I mean, I think it just depends on where you come from. I think it's relative. So, if you're coming from a place yeah. that's yeah. incredibly incredibly poor and has no infrastructure and everything else, then uh, America might be the land of opportunity, uh, but Canada would be as well, and so would right. Norway. Right. Yeah. No, but uh, I think of like uh, uh, this Statue of Liberty. That's like uh, you welcome the tired. Right. The uh, classic uh, idea yeah. of it. Well, I think we live in 2020 now, and what you're thinking of is like a stereotype from like the 1930s. <laughs> so. Right. But uh, do you think that stereotype is still a thing in America? Because it's it's, it's in a America thing. or for people outside yeah. of America. Well, outside of America, it's definitely a thing. I, I can talk uh, as a Norwegian uh, that watches a lot of American movies. It's definitely something you try to betray. It's something that you still are like, oh, we're the land of freedom and opportunity. Oh, that. Right. I thought you were talking about uh, for people outside of the country wanting to looking at America outside of the country and going, oh, that's the land of opportunity. Are you talking about for people inside of America? I'm talking about uh, people inside of America, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I would say the people outside of America, it's less than it used to be, uh, but it's still a thing. Inside of America, it's mixed, where like it's that classic one side is like... Uh, America, and the other side is, right. uh, I'm kind of getting screwed over here. Uh, and then there's the, on the America side, they can be getting screwed over, and they'll still be like, I love America, uh, it doesn't matter that I'm getting screwed over. They just mm. are patriotic or whatever else. And so the idea of uh, the land of opportunity is, again, dependent on your probably geographic location and... Uh, how much money you make. If you're really rich, then you're probably like, yeah, this is the land of opportunity. But if you're living on the street, you're probably not thinking that. Mm. 
I, I think it. I, I think. I think it's it's very very much it's betrayed like that. Like I said, especially in movies and to a certain degree, uh, in television shows. I think I think television shows have gone. This is where where I think it's kind of strange because I think television shows has gone darker around the reality of of the United States, especially with. Shows like uh, uh, I don't know about that. Why? I mean, if you look at keep, keeping up with the Kardashians, that's and any show like that, oh, or true, you know, true. that's just glorifying. Oh, look at how yeah. these rich American celebrities live. Don't you want to be like that? Right. That's yeah, the whole concept no, of the show. I agree. No, that 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 is a very good thing. But but you have that HBO show that I never remember the name of. Uh, right. Uh, that's very like uh, Deborah Seven trying to show like the dark side of America. I think I think it's been I think it's more more shows that have been more occupied with showing uh, the dark side of uh, America uh, with Snowfall and 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 other shows that are more like right. uh, gritty than it was before. If you look at, for example. Uh, the uh, uh, the president shows like uh, even that has changed through the years um, with the, the white uh, the white office and and now you have uh, like m- more more not super pro America shows where like the around. president is always the good guy sometimes the president right. is the bad guy well I would yeah. uh, point you to uh, that's my Bush from Comedy Central from like the nineties. But, right. no, I, I <laughs> which was totally against the president, but in a comedic way, right? But I, I think you're no, right. I think it, it definitely changed over time. The But I think, uh, you know what I think did a lot of it? South Park. Because South Park was like, we're just oh, yeah. going to get away with whatever we want. And they created this situ- s- scenario where everybody was like, oh, now we can kind of go out of the boundaries we thought we couldn't go out of. And South Park is in their own lane where they're like, we can just do whatever the hell we want at this point. Mm. No, I could not agree more. Hey, let's talk about something other uh, about America. <laughs> America. I, I, I kind of relate this because I was thinking about a TV show uh, that's very, I would consider weirdly pro-American, but also pro-corporatist uh, and uh, maybe capitalist, Undercover Boss. <laughs> Remember that show? Oh, yeah. I loved I loved Undercover Boss. <laughs> I hated that show, but... Uh, right. That was the most ob- like blatantly like pro capitalist show. It's like, yes. oh these uh, these multimillionaires are just like everybody else. It was basically the point of the show. Uh, well, let's talk about the dem debate. You, you, you still, yeah, sorry, but you still have that kind of shows though in like the bar rescue or uh, the deal and and to a certain degree Dragon's Den or 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 what the fuck you call it there right, I, I feel like Undercover oh, Boss thanks. was a little more like uh, maniacal and like conniving to try to make the uh, the the really rich guy look like a really good person where uh, Dragon's Den or something like that they sometimes uh. come up off like huge assholes where Undercover yeah. Boss it was always like Oh look, he's helping out this family, and he's really connecting right. with his employees. But in real life, you know, he's in like in a bathtub of money, like laughing at them while they yeah. while his employees like starve. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about the democratic debate. Sorry, people. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, let me grab my notes. Uh, oh, right, I just stopped taking notes partway through because this was a complete shit show. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, there's many things I have seen uh, during uh, the thing that we have covered the debate. And I, I said to you before we started recording this, I think the winner of this debate is 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 Trump? You didn't agree because you said that was kind of a cheap shot saying that. And I, I didn't say it was I a said, cheap shot. I said it was a cop out because Trump has nothing to yeah, do with this out. debate. <laughs> Trump didn't uh, gain yeah. anything from this debate, so he didn't win. Uh, I I think I I disagree with that. Everything that uh, uh, hurts the Democratic Party is a, a positive for Trump. I don't think this. Hurt, I, think, I don't think this hurt a specific Democrat. Because I don't think anybody won or lost, which we should say. I don't think any, right. I think this was a complete wash. I think we went into this debate the exact same we came out of it, and so I don't see anybody winning or losing, and and I don't see Trump even in this scenario. But but I think I think that's a talking point that we've heard over and over and over again. So people want to say it, but I don't think it's true. I I, I hear it, I hear it after every debate. Somebody says, "Uh oh, uh." I think Trump won after every debate, no matter who, who, which debate we've done in the past, right. after every single one, I've heard somebody on some news channel say, oh, the only person who won out of this debate was Trump. I've heard it every time. So I think maybe it's like, I feel like it's cliche almost, but in this case, I really do feel like it was a wash. We went in the same way we came out. Uh, the only people agree. that uh, got anything negative was probably uh, whoever was in this crowd. I I I, I totally CBS. don't. Yeah, I I totally don't agree, and I, I'm going to try to explain why I don't agree with you at all. Uh, I think I think I disagree very much because I I felt I felt where we got something about uh, when they were bickering the last debate because they were bickering last debate, and that continued in this debate. I feel this debate was specially against Bernie Sanders, and I felt uh, I felt that more this time than I have ever done ever before. And the way uh, I don't know the what way you mean. they do you mean the what what do you mean the debate was against Bernie Sanders more? I mean I mean uh, the the people uh, staring this fucking shit shit all. Uh, so you don't sure. you don't mean the other candidates because that's no, obvious no. because he's now clearly the front runner so of right. course he no, was going to get I, I, I definitely right. don't mean the other candidates because they have the uh, right to it but this debate was oh I speak the loudest so I'm fucking allowed to speak that was the debate this time and that isn't a fucking fair debate. I I I understood how like, bad you it were was. saying. Sorry, you, you no, no. skipped over your point where you were saying something about uh, how you thought that ABC, who ran this de- or CBS, right. sorry, that ran this debate, they were the problem that you saw. Yes. Okay, go go into yes. that because you skipped over. No, see, I think CBS uh, was definitely the the problem because they couldn't steer the ship. Like I said, they didn't give the like in every other debate when somebody has been mentioned by name, they go back to them, or like at least they get let them like talk about it. 
this time they interrupt in 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 people. They uh, they go away from uh, nothing. And I saw it very. Uh, uh, I I saw how long it it took for them to, for example, talk to Amy Klobuchar. It took a lot, lot of time before she was allowed to be in the debate, for example. That's one of the examples. Another example is like how they stared the questions around Bernie Sanders to attack Bernie Sanders was especially clear from Gail and whatever the other uh, woman's name was. It was very directly like, Oh, uh, uh, anti anti Bernie Sanders uh, way of turning the debate on itself, and I think they allowed something uh, to happen in the, this debate that has not happened before. The shouting and the 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 screaming and the like. I am the loudest, so I'm allowed to speak. That's what I don't like. And I think that's hurting the, 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 the Democrats, all of the Democrats. I just see it hurting CBS News. Uh, I don't. Why? I think, well, I don't see it hurting a, a specific candidate. Do you see it hurting a specific candidate? I think, no. I don't. I can see it hurting CBS. I can see it. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I'm saying. I I think this I is guess. pretty much a wash. I don't see any winner, any winners, any losers. The only people right. that I guess got hurt out of this would have been CBS. Uh, right. We should mention. Uh, we're not really going to go into each person because this debate was uh, such a shit show. Uh, but uh, we will go into CBS. Did Did you get commercials on the thing I sent you? On YouTube? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, I watched it live, so I got the commercials. Uh, they played Bloomberg ads during the commercial breaks of the debate. You know how messed up that is? <laughs> that is funny. You know what that means, Fro, is that CBS yeah. was being paid advertising dollars by Bloomberg during the debate. You, there's a huge con conflict of interest there, right? It does it. You can't be taking millions of dollars for advertising and then be the ones in charge of the debate. Just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about Pete uh, uh, talking over Bernie when Bernie was trying to answer a question? Yeah, I mean, uh, that happened so many times. There was one very, very... There was one that lasted like 30 seconds. That's the one I'm talking right. about. Where yes. Bernie's talking, he's answering the question, and Buttigieg keeps talk, just starts talking, and Bernie right. keeps just... Bernie's like, I'm just going to keep talking. And right. Buttigieg is like, I'm going to keep talking too. So for like 30 seconds, right. they're both just talking, and neither one of them stops because they don't want to be the one to... Uh, give in. This is the part where the right. moderator should have come in and said, hey, 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 okay, one second, you right. talk first, and then you talk, but the moderators never, they chose not to do that. They just let the whole thing go into chaos, which is what you said. Why, and why we're not going to come out with any winners or losers out of this is because it was such chaos, there's no way to determine a winner or a loser because a structured debate you can determine a winner or a loser. This was not structured in any way whatsoever. I mean, they didn't even know when they were ending the fucking debate. 
Did you get that? Uh, yeah, I, but it was actually yeah. just a trick <laughs> to get you to watch another set of commercials, I think. Yep. I think what it was is they were like, uh, we got one more set of commercials, but we re- were, you know, at the very end of the hour. So what we're going to do is we're going to say we're coming back, make you watch these commercials, and then when we come back, yep. we're just going to be like, all right, we're done now. It was the okay, dumbest. bye. Right. It but, was so stupid. It was so incredibly stupid. Like, I, I really like. I I I never liked Gail Kim. I'm 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 never going to like her. And and I I did you say I Gail think, Kim? I did say Gail Kim. Yes. <laughs> Not Gail Kim. What Gail? That, that, something. <laughs> that's her name. Oh, that's now. her name now. Okay. Yes. I loved Gail her match Kim. with Awesome Kong back in the day. <laughs> Uh, uh, what is her name? It's Gail something. <laughs> I think it's I don't Gail King maybe King King. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I could be totally maybe. wrong. I really don't know. No, King and Kim sounds like so. Maybe it's yeah. Let's say it's that yeah. Gail Oprah. Let's call her that <laughs> because that's where I know her from. No, I never liked her, and I I think. I think she came out looking like this extremely bad interviewer because you remember uh, the interview she did with with, with the child molester R. Kelly, right? We we watched that, didn't we? I, at least I did. Uh... And R. Kelly comes up and, and starts screaming to the camera. Oh, oh that, that interview. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. That is with Gail Oprah, and that that is uh, 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 also like when she doesn't like interject, she just sits there quietly and let him go off rail. That's exactly what happened in this debate. It's like someone screaming to the camera, and she just sits there like, okay, I'm just going to let this happen, because there's absolutely no fucking rules whatsoever. Well, I mean, they... They just didn't enforce the rules. It wasn't that there aren't rules to a debate. It's that these moderators cho- chose to not enforce the rules to the debate. Um, and another thing, uh, this was uh, the part, there was a part where Pete uh, was talking about uh, Bernie Sanders, and, and uh, he said... Uh, we can't afford a scenario where it comes down to tr- Trump with his nostalgia for the social order of the 1950s and Bernie Sanders with his nostalgia for the revolutionary politics of the 1960s. Do you remember this when he said that, Fro? Right. And yes. he got cheered by this crowd. We'll get into the crowd right after we talk about this. Uh, <laughs> yes, because the, the crowd. Well, Holy. When he said that, when he said that uh, his campaign tweeted out, that quote, and I sh- I just sent a screenshot of it to Fro. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. He was called out by N- Nina Turner, who is uh, the c- a campaign chairman for the Bernie Sanders campaign, saying, uh, talking about the 1960s, uh, basically saying, is Pete Buttigieg against the civil rights movement? Because that was right. the politics of the 1960s. So... Uh, then when she called him out for being against the civil rights movement, the Pete campaign deleted the tweet, Fro. So that tweet doesn't exist anymore, but of course, because it's the internet, 
You don't just delete a tweet and the after somebody calls you out on it, and now it's all over the place. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, you got it's... cheered for that for saying uh, that we we should get that we need to get away from the nostalgia of the politics of the 1960s. Uh, what also happened is the crowd booed Bernie for saying that Bloomberg was supported by billionaires. They also booed him for his his response on. Uh, guns, uh, they booed him uh, a bunch of different times, and it was like these unbelievably over-the-top boos. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think about the crowd? Okay, so I have no clue where they found this crowd. I, I do. Guess. So go, go okay. into what you think, but I'll tell you after. No, I was I was thinking they were paid uh, uh, for... Uh, uh, by Bloomberg, by Bo Bloomberg, I was like, uh, are they all there paid by Bloomberg? <laughs> because like they really, really, really liked everything that Bloomberg said and hated everything that Sanders said. But it was like so over the top. Like, have we? Have you ever seen? Or in we've watched all these debates. Has any other debate yeah. had booze and like? hisses and like just over the top no. like oh right uh here is an article from the new york times fro okay uh, tickets to the debate uh cost 1750 dollars for the cheap tickets the more expensive ones were 3200 dollars for tickets to this debate wow. meaning all the people in the audience we're really, really rich people, Fro, because guess what? Normal people don't spend uh, $2,000 on a ticket to go see a debate. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't pay to see this debate. I would ask for my money back. For 4500 a sponsor gets two tickets, a pre-debate reception on June 26th, and two tickets to both debate nights. Is it two debate nights? I don't know what you're reading. I'm reading the article you... Oh, I already went away from, from that. Uh, what is it in reference to? It, 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 it says here, here that... Uh, that says for Miami. For, yeah. For the debate in Miami, oh. that was the cost. So it's just saying... Like, this isn't abnormal for it to cost a lot to go to these debates. It's just... These are the people that are populating these debates. And it's not the first time we've called out the crowd on this show going... What is up with this crowd? There was one other debate where we were like, this crowd is really weird. They're they're right. cheering and booing at very strange things. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and it could have been that very that Miami one. I don't really remember, but it shows you the that why these people were cheering and booing for what they were cheering and booing for is because they are on one side of the class class war. They're against Bernie Sanders because they are on the Bloomberg side of the of class. Does that make sense? Mm. They're rich. They're mm. the rich people who are the political donors to the Democratic Party. These are the people that hate Bernie. That the reason we see all this hate for Bernie on the news and in the newspapers everywhere is because these people pay the Democratic Party. So we did talk about uh, the election in the election special. Go and and listen to the election special. Turned out to be quite a good episode. 
Uh, if you want to hear uh, me and Luke talk about the goods debate for almost an hour. We didn't ha- actually uh, have all the results out when we did it uh, f- for the Nevada caucus. There are 100% no. results out now, and Bernie did win by a landslide, like we said. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some weird thing with the delegates where apparently in Nevada, if you have... I had said there was like a 15% threshold, but apparently that's for only... Uh, three quarters of the delegates. There's like a certain number of delegates in in Nevada where you can get them per county. I think it's like county laws or something like that. So uh, okay. Bernie didn't get all the delegates, uh, and Pete Buttigieg ended up getting like two, I think, even though he didn't okay. reach fifteen percent. Uh, that's good. I mean, it doesn't give him uh, uh, a boost uh, for just Super Tuesday. I mean. No, but I, I, I still I think, think the whole plan here is just their the Democratic uh, corporate plan is just try to keep Bernie from getting to to the to the threshold line. You know right. what I mean? And if they can do yeah. that, uh, that's their goal. It doesn't matter how much they win here or there, as long as they just don't let Bernie get there. I think. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree to that. But talking about Bernie, we 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 heard uh, in in the debate special. We heard a video uh, uh, clip from Matthews uh, that more or less said that uh, uh, an ontology uh, where he tries to compare Bernie Sanders with Nazis. Uh, now he needs to, uh, or he have said, uh, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." Right. We we had said uh, this guy should probably think about uh, maybe getting off the air. I think what you said was maybe we shouldn't trust this guy is what you said on, in the uh, yep. debate special. Um, he issued an apology to Sen- Senator Sanders on Monday, two days after comparing him to a, to the surging campaign, oh, his surging campaign for the Democratic presidential nomination to Nazi Germany's conquest of Europe at the end of World War II, oh, at the start of World War II. Uh, he said, before getting into tonight's news, I want to say something quite imper- important and personal. As I watched one, the one-sided results of Saturday's caucus in Nevada, I reached a h- historical analogy and used the bad one. Senator Sanders, I'm sorry for comparing anything from that tragic era, which so many suffered, especially the Jewish people, to an electoral result in which you were the well-deserved winner. This is going to be a hard-fought, heated campaign of ideas. In the days and weeks and months ahead, I'll strive to do a better job myself of elevating the political discussion. That was a good apology. What do you think? No, I, 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 I think, I think he, he meant it. It sounds sincere. I really think if it hadn't been pointed out uh, that Bernie was Jewish, he would have just let it go, but... Somebody from Bernie's campaign was like, do I really have to tell a news anchor to not compare the Jewish presidential candidate to a Nazi? Do I really need to do that? Uh, that no. was like his actual tweet. Uh, and then Matthews came out and apologized after the Bernie campaign called him out on it. We didn't even mention the fact when we were talking about it in the debate special that Bernie is Jewish. I didn't really even put it into consideration. But it does right. even make it worse when you think about it that he compared them yes. to Nazis, right? Uh, because I, uh, some of Bernie's family even died in the Holocaust. That even makes it worse. 
So yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthews needed to apologize uh, at, at the very least, if not uh, be reprimanded in some other way. I totally agree. I, I, I and I think I think it it is. I'm not going to go so far and say it's big of him to complain, but I I think. Uh, or say sorry uh, uh, to say he's sorry, but I I, I do admire people uh, when they are wrong uh, to actually admit it. Yeah, this whole thing. I mean, with CBS attacking Bernie, and I understand all the other candidates attacking Bernie, but NBC is mm-hmm. attacking Bernie, ABC's everybody's attacking Bernie, uh, and Bernie seems to be weathering the fight. So I guess in a way, when it comes to the debate, just the fact that Bernie hasn't been uh, destroyed by this, you could you could argue he won the debate, but we're not going to say that at all whatsoever. Uh, but that is an argument I've heard made, I guess, right? Uh, the other yeah. thing is, I was thinking, we need to get away from CNN, MSNBC, CBS, these people doing these debates, right? We need to get away from that. Uh, yeah. Can we have, like, YouTube do the debate next time? Or, like, have... I don't know, you know, some independent, something more independent. Do uh, what do you think if YouTube did a debate? I would love the sun to do <laughs> the sun. <laughs> yeah. But what about you? What if we had instead of news reporters like they do here? What if we had three YouTubers up there doing the debate? What three YouTubers would you want to do a presidential debate? Oh, that's a hard question. Uh, one of the guys from Internet. Today, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, and Gloria Borgen. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. But PewDiePie has to be there in a woman's dress. In a dress, okay. Yes. With a big giant uh, name tag that just says Gloria Borger and like giant, <laughs> comically nobody, sized name tag. Yeah. And nobody is allowed to call him PewDiePie. Right. That would be the most funny thing ever. We'll talk more about PewDiePie a little later. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, big news of the week, uh, is found guilty of uh, raping. He's 67. He was convicted in New York City of third-degree rape and first-degree criminal sexual act. He uh, was uh, cleared of the most serious count of predatory sexual assaults, but faces up to 25 years in prison, so he will probably get two because he's so rich. (laughs) Right, yeah. They they wouldn't dare to do that, would they? Uh, He still faces charges in Los Angeles of assaulting two women in 2013. At least 80 women have accused him of sexual misconduct, uh, stretching back decades, including actress Gwyneth Paltrow, Omar Thurman, and Salma Hayek. The allegations were at the center of the Me Too movement. So, yeah, this yeah, no. has taken a long time as far as court cases, in my opinion. Oh. But I'm sure his lawyers have been fighting everything tooth and nail. Uh, yep. It says here he he was taken to New York's Bellevue Hospital after suffering chest pains right after the verdict was announced. He, he was due to move to pr- prison on Rikers Island uh, to await sentencing on March 11th. So, But he's still in the hospital right now, from, as I'm to understand. Yeah, because if you can't fake it, you have to make it. Or something like that. You have to fake it to make it. Right, he's going to die in that hospital and wind up in an island with Jeffrey Epstein. 
<laughs> and they're not going to have the recording of him killing himself in the <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The hallway cameras go out in the whole hospital. Yeah. Speaking it, of it weird. hospitals, weird. this is a guy who apparently needs a hospital because Julian Assange not doing well health wise in London uh, jail. Uh, but the court case has started and is currently going on uh, for Mr. Assange. Did, did, were you aware of this court case, bro? Nope. WikiLeaks' Wiki co-founder Julian Assange uh, revealed names of sources who subsequently disappeared after he uh, put them at risk a court has heard. A lawyer from the U.S. government made a claim on the first day of Mr. Assange's extradition hearing in London uh the Crown Court was told Mr. Assange was guilty of straightforward criminality for hacking into and publishing U U.S. military databases. Mr. Assange's lawyer said the charges were politically motivated by the U.S. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, love, I love how your dead, dead hand said, like, duh, right there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he was a, was jailed for 50 weeks on May t 2019 for breaching his bail conditions after going into hiding in an Ecuadorian embassy in London for nearly seven years. Uh, the open extradition hearing uh, repre representing the U.S. said the majority of the 18 charges related to straightforward criminal activity. Uh James Lewis QC, who represents the United States, said he denied Mr. Assange was facing the charges because he had published embarrassing information the U.S. would rather not disclose. Hmm. I wonder why they don't want to disclose that. That is so weird. Uh, yeah, and I mean... This, this is all coming out of the Trump administration, we should point out. The guy who is supposedly... Uh, praising WikiLeaks when the the information came out, but now <laughs> they're trying to uh, extradite this person and put them in jail probably for the rest of their lives, if not worse. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's kind of the problem. I mean, I I would love that I would love that to be asked in the democratic debate. Anything about Julian uh, Assange or maybe Chelsea Manning, which I heard, uh, apparently, according to the law, uh, Chelsea Manning should not be in jail anymore, but still is. Right. I think I, I would ask the, uh, the candidates, uh, would you free Assange or would you, uh, I would, no, would you free Manning and would you uh, lay down the charges against Assange? I would love the candidates to answer that. At least we got some talk about coronavirus, which I didn't expect them to do. Um, yeah. I thought no, that was that... actually a miss, missed opportunity for Bernie Sanders to make the yeah. point that Medicare for All is the best thing for something like coronavirus because everybody can go to the doctor and you don't have to worry about somebody without health care being sick just because they don't have health care, right? Like having health care for everybody isn't just good for people... Uh, for one group of people, it's good for everybody because if everybody's not sick, then you're not going to get sick. It, I thought right. that was a missed opportunity that he could have made a really good point that he didn't. But 
he maybe he wanted to, but this debate was so fucked he didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> no, I I I I agree. I I think there's. I think I I think the opportunity of 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 talking uh, uh, about Assange is something that should be brought up in a de- debate. That's uh, that's one of the things that I I think they are maybe a little scared to touch. Uh, so it would be a, a good thing. I, I, I it, it would it wouldn't surprise me if if all but Bernie and maybe Warren said, uh, uh, no, I would keep the charges up. But I think War- Warren would be smart enough to know that sh- she wouldn't say ans- answer that question. In a yeah, she probably way. would avoid answering it, but I think she would do it if it came down to it. What, I'm seeing oh, yeah. something about Assange right now. WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange tried to phone the White House and warn them that the unredacted fi- files were about to be published online. Uh, right. It says he also tried to call... Uh, he also tried to call Hillary Clinton at when she was currently Secretary of State. So he, it, this is happening uh, because the court case is currently happening. Uh, yeah, that's uh, somewhat breaking news, I guess. Uh, speaking of Bernie Sanders, uh, Norway really likes Bernie Sanders. Why do you you go into this from? Yeah, when asked which candidate they would prefer to win in the next U.S. presidential election, Norway's lawmakers overwhelmingly selected Bernie Sanders. Uh, Donald Trump did not perform well. What the shock that Donald Trump didn't do well in Norway. <laughs> uh, left-leaning Bernie Sanders uh, is the Norwegian Parliament's preferred candidate to become next president of the United States. That is the result of a survey by Norwegian newspaper Klassekampen, which uh, has uh, been widely reported by mainstream Norwegian media. Why Perhaps does the name of that Nor- newspaper look like uh, some kind of uh, Nazi group in- to me? I don't know why. Cluster company. Well, they are very far left. So, right. uh, perhaps more notable uh, uh, than uh, Sanders leading the field was the performance of uh, incumbent President Donald Trump. The forty-five percent of USA were only the fourth favorite among Norwegian MPs. I'm surprised uh, he was all the way up at fourth. Yeah, me too. The newspaper asked uh, all 154 uh, representatives in Stortinge uh, which candidate they preferred. Uh, of the of that, 68 replied. Uh, 29 picked uh, uh, Bernie, uh, and uh, 16 was from the Norwegian Labour Party. Uh, 10 from the Socialists. Uh, left and uh, uh, the leader of the far right uh, red party, no, sorry, the far left party uh, also spurred Sanders, and so did all the other leaders. But uh, Pete Buttigieg, one of uh, Sanders' new rivals for the Democratic nomination, was also popular. Among the survey, uh, 20 picked him. Uh, among those, uh, uh, 20 half was from 
Haire or the Conservatives. And, uh, surprise, surprise. That is, yes, and that is, of course, uh, our Prime Minister, Anna Solberg. It says, of course, Buttigieg has a higher profile than you'd expect in Norway. He has made news <laughs> for his surprising competence on the Norwegian, Norwegian yeah! language. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, about that, because look, you sent me a little link this week. I, I wanted to get your... I didn't want to talk about it before we got into the show, because I wanted you to but. see it and figure it out for yourself, but uh, there, was a, there was a rally, I guess, in um, Las Vegas. And so th- right. somebody asked the question uh, to him, uh, what's the motto in Las Vegas? Uh, what's... what's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Was the right. was the quote they wanted Pete to say it in Norwegian just to hear him say it in Norwegian for whatever reason. That was a question from the crowd. So he tries right. to say it in Norwegian. What did you think of his Norwegian from? <laughs> uh, it's maybe the worst Norwegian I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it doesn't sound any like Norwegian at all. Okay. Like I have no. I have no freaking clue where he thinks he learned Norwegian, because if he thinks he talks Norwegian, he's he's just wrong. I I think he maybe studied Norwegian. Does he? <laughs> is he fluent in Norwegian? No, no clearly not. No. But he <laughs> just says I. I think he just tells people I know Norwegian, which kind of is a broad spectrum where it's like. I know I know a bunch of words of Norwegian, or I know the whole language, and I think he's more in I know a bunch of words of Norwegian uh, in that area of I know I know Norwegian. In, in that case, you also could say you know some Norwegian. <laughs> right, I guess so. Right, right. <laughs> if like if that is the 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 uh, the wording he used, but uh, no, I, I I'm like. Oh, what I have heard is, like, he studied Norwegian, he reads Norwegian books, uh, he, he, he can talk Norwegian, but it's, it sounded like gibberish. I, I saw the translation, I don't have it down right here, but he said something very, like, uh, close to it, but very far off. Like, I, I would have right. to find, but somebody translated it online. Right. But the accent is what is killing it. Oh like, yeah, he says it. He says it with so broad that I could I couldn't hear that he speak was speaking Norwegian. Like I could literally not understand one freaking word he said. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to determine, but at least I have you here uh, because you definitely know uh, what happened in this situation. So <laughs> last night was a- so I agree with you. Okay, yeah. uh, I just pr- started a video, so let's start this video. Uh, this ha- this was a video from right after the Nevada caucus. Uh, and this guy came on MSNBC, and everybody was blown away because he told the truth on MSNBC. So go ahead and give me a countdown, bro. Okay, cool. In three, two, one, play. Last night was a historic win that I think a lot of us are still struggling to understand it. It's not historic only because Bernie Sanders is now decisively proving that he can win in milk white America and in the emerging superpower of color that we are becoming. Something is happening in America right now that actually does not fit 
our mental models. It certainly doesn't fit the mental models of a lot of people on TV. It doesn't fit the mental models of a lot of people in the parties. It doesn't fit our cultural mental models. You have someone talking about, in a way we have not heard, genuine, deeper democracy, popular movements, um, human equality in a meaningful way, and, and a politics of love in the tradition of Dr. King, and winning elections in America, the United States of America. And I just have to say, and I, I've been, I've been um, encouraged watching you on air talk about your own rethinking of things, which I think we all have to do to be in this work. I think this is a wake-up moment for the American power establishment. From Michael Bloomberg, to those of us in the media, to the Democratic Party, to donors, to CEOs, many in this establishment are behaving, in my view, as, as they face the prospect of a Bernie Sanders nomination, like out-of-touch aristocrats in a dying aristocracy. Just sort of, how do we stop this? How do we block this? And there is no curiosity. Why is this happening? What is going on in the lives of my fellow citizens in this country that right. may be voting for something that I find it so hard to understand? What is happening? What is happening? He's talking this about the crowd of the debate. Curiosity in America. I think yeah. about this network, which I love, which you love, and I think we have to look within also. Why is a lobbyist for Uber and Mark Zuckerberg on the air many nights? He's calling out his own network now. A political revolution to us. Why is Chris Matthews on this air? This guy's going to be on the Young Turks the in like a week. Bernie Sanders, who had kin yeah. murdered in the Holocaust, and analogizing it to the Nazi conquest of France. The people who are stuck in an old way of thinking, in 20th century frameworks, in gulag thinking, are missing what is going on. It is time for all of us to step up, rethink, and understand the dawn of what may be, frankly, a new era in American life. There you go. Yeah. People were just blown away by that because they were like, what just happened? Did that guy just say that on MSNBC, of all places? No, I, I freaking loved it. I, I love it when people just like tell the truth. I it's it's just like it's so liberating to hear somebody actually calling it out as it is. <laughs> it's very like wow. It makes me wonder if they're gonna make a turnaround. I, I read an article today, Fro, that said Nancy Pelosi came out saying she would support a Bernie Sanders presidency. Uh, so I think there's I think there. We've, we, we've reached the top of the mountain and we might be at the horizon and uh, people might be seeing the things that um, that they weren't seeing before about Bernie Sanders. They're going, oh my gosh, he actually can win. Maybe we need to get on this. Maybe we need to get on the train before we get left behind. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I, I agree to that. I And I, I, I do think it's, it's, it's good to see that... Um, uh, media that are kind of a uh, more in the middle of the Democratic Party is now like is uh, calling it as it is. It's very liberating. Okay, let's hear what Tron is going to tell the truth about. What do you think it is about, Luke? Uh, the strange attacks on burning. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was off last week, so, but I'm sorry. I will make it up to you. This week, Bernie makes it good. But making it good also makes enemies. It's come very funny attacks on Bernie for the last week. Uh, one of them, uh, it's extremely good. It's from some Cuban uh, ex-exile Cuban community 
who tax him because he has said good things about the Cuban healthcare system. Yes, I totally agree with them that Cuba is a dictatorship, but in some dictatorship they also do something good, like the healthcare system of theirs is good. Saying that a country has something good is not saying that you support the political system. Another attack who came to Bernie was because they found the old video clip where he so-called praised the Soviet Union. I was watching that clip and he did not praise the Soviet Union. He had said that in a trip in the Soviet Union he seemed fine and beautiful things. This is something different. I know people want to attack Bernie but this is extremely strange and is unworthy a good political debate. Hitler was a vegetarian. Does that mean that every vegetarian is supporting a Nazi regime? I could say that the Autobahn in Germany was a good idea. Yes, Hitler made the Autobahn, but that, that make, that, do that make me a Nazi? Having a debate like this is very strange. And it's very strange when you see where they come from. But did it come from the typical source, like Fox News? No. Did it come from Trump? No. It come from the fellow Democrats. I heard Democrats say that they're going to stick behind any candidate who is elected. And that's very nice to hear. Elizabeth Warren says that, and yeah, many others says it too. But when you already don't attack like this, how are you going to gather the party a rally behind Bernie Sanders? Because these politicians, Democratic politicians, who said this about Bernie Sanders, they have a lot to explain. Or they can be Republican, because that's what they are. Bill Clinton made the Democratic Party into the Republican Party. Because he didn't, and so did Al Gore. Al Gore, who was trying to censorship rock musician in the fucking 80s, yes, now is liberal and progressive taking the party back. And I know some conservatives in the Democratic Party don't like that. We need a Democratic Party again. A progressive liberal party, not a Republican light party. This party of Democrats today is what Reagan's Republicans were in the 80s. And seeing backwards is not a good thing to build in the future. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice day. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. Thank you for that, Tron. Glad to have you back. Uh, yeah. Uh... Good to hear uh, that you feel the same way about everything that's happening with Bernie that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. And hopefully, like we said, it turns around a little bit. Um, let's plug the email, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. No emails there. Uh, Twitter at podcast ADC. Go check out our Twitter uh, and become our friend on there. Follow us. Uh, pretty much all the same stuff that's on our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen. Uh, also on Twitter, check out the Pod All the Time Network. We're part of the Pod All the Time Network. Pod helping podcasts, helping podcasts. Another podcast that just got added to our network today, Fro. True po- Crime mm-hmm. Podcast featuring the unique voices of a couple ladies looking to entertain, uncover new perspectives, and put their own spin on the craziest of crimes. So this is a true crime podcast, like I said, called Scarlet TCP, I guess. Ooh, what is it about, Luke? You know? 
Is it, does it say? It's just a true crime podcast talking about, you know, you know, true crime podcasts are really big right now. Everybody's listening to them. It's just people talking about crime, old, like older crime stories. And they start at the beginning of the crime, talk about the murder and then talk about if they got caught or not. Things like that. That the true, true crime podcasts are really big right now. Uh, we have a Facebook page I have heard some rumors about. Another digital citizen on Facebook. Do we have anything there? We do. Uh, if you want to post under the last uh, show we did uh, to talk about on the next show, which we got a couple of those, uh, Magno says uh, about Messiah, the TV show from. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Christian, I found Messiah super interesting. Uh, I do have to admit that I like a lot of other things that other Christians think are blasphemous, though. Uh, right. I'll give it a, uh, I'll give the show an 8.5 out of 10. I have not seen The Leftovers. Is that a show you both recommend? And for some yes. reason, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen The Leftovers, uh, I think Messiah... I think if you're watching Messiah first, you're, it's not going to have as much of a connection as maybe to me and Fro of of what the leftovers right. was like because the leftovers is is not really anything like Messiah, but it is got those there's certain parts of Messiah that are like the leftovers. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out the leftovers. One of the best shows in recent memory. Would you say, Fro? Uh, I think I think it is. Uh, the best show since Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. He also says about Bloomberg, uh, how the DNC changed the rules to get him in to have him look like a, a buffoon uh, is just, is for me, just mind-blowing, he says. <laughs> for us as well. <laughs> Twice in a row it was mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he actually linked me the article about the Norwegian parliament preferring Bernie, which we talked about in the news round. Uh, Fro also right. sent that to me, so I got it from two different sources. So that was pretty easy. Pretty easy. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, it's easy. Uh, okay, I won't uh, sing more before we get copyrighted. I don't think that's gonna happen, but uh, I I don't think the <laughs> I don't think even a bot would pick that up. Uh, not saying you're saying he's bad, but what? Uh, what? I'm so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you have seen some TV more than I have this week because I I I, I have seen TV, but it's taken a lot of time. The thing that I've seen. Right. Uh, we'll talk about that last, because I'm assuming it's the thing I watched part of, and, well, we'll get right. into it. I saw a reality show this week, Fro. Okay. Uh, on Netflix. It's called Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see I any of this? No, I've heard about it. Right. Uh, if you watched a different show this week, you probably saw it on that show, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> it's a reality mm -hmm. show about... It's Big Brother, except the uh, it's a dating show like Big Brother, kind of. It's like a dating show mixed with Big Brother. So they're living in a house uh, for weeks on end, right? They don't okay. leave the house. But the women and men are separated into two separate houses. And in between the two houses, there's, like, these rooms that have walls 
that you can talk to each other through, but you can't see each other through. So they just go on, basically go on dates uh, through this thin wall where they're both in a private room. It's not like everybody else is around them. Uh, it's terrible show as far as like it's an awful reality show, but I really liked it, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love, hated it. You know what I mean? Right. I hate watching yeah. watch the show, but I also really liked it. Like. It's enough like Big Brother, and you know I like Big Brother, that it was interesting. I don't like the aspects of the dating part, but everything around, like, because the thing is, uh, they're dating, but so the men and the women are separate. uh, Right. But then one of the, let's say one of the women finds out, oh, this girl is really into this guy, because they know each other's names, so they can connect that. They just don't know faces. So one of the girls will be like, oh, I really like so-and-so, and and the other girl will be like, secretly to another girl will be like, I actually really like him, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So then it becomes this kind of very Big Brother-esque gameplay where one of them's like, I really want to do this. And in the end, this is the whole point of the game show, Fro. Mm. If you find somebody you really like, you propose to them, and three weeks later, like it's a three-week reality show, at the end they get married legitimately. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but I also really like it. So I'm a... It's terrible. I'm not going to say it's not terrible. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, it's not good, <laughs> but but for some reason, I was totally engaged by it. It, it, it reminds me a little of uh, one of my my shows that I, I always bring up when people like talk about bad TV shows they shouldn't, shouldn't like. Uh, bad Girls Club. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. remember when I made the, the Tilly watch that, <laughs> and she liked it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I thought for a minute I thought it was the other way around, but you're right. It was you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that show was awful. I, I just I love it. I love it. I, it's one of my favorite uh, reality shows. Of Is it still all on time. the air? Yes. Okay, I assume there's probably spinoffs even, right? Uh, no, it's been pretty like it's been pretty like steadfast in the concept that they have, but it's uh, every time it's new girls. So oh okay, so they didn't do like a bad girls club California or bad Atlanta, girls club New York. No, yeah, no. Okay. Right. Um, oh, you I guess you're next. Uh, sure. Uh, well, I saw American Idol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, the two first episodes of uh, season, let's see, eighteen. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the intro. Like 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 I said, I I usually don't. I watch it until they go to Las Vegas or anything like that. Like I, I don't care for the live shows, but everything before that I like to watch. Okay, uh, I saw a clip of American Idol on the new The Soup on E, which came out yeah last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the new host, Fro? I'll let you go first. I like her. I really do. Uh, I think yeah. she needs a little work on her delivery. All right, like I'm not yeah. gonna say she's perfect, but it's yep. the first couple shows. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt that 
in a month, she's going to be way better than she is uh, currently. At right. just, it's not the. Uh, I think maybe some of it is the joke writing is not great, but I think a lot of it is her delivery of said jokes. She just right. needs to like, uh, I don't know, punch up uh, how she how she does her delivery a little bit for TV. Like I know she's a stand up comedian. But uh, doing it, doing how you would do delivery in a stand-up set when you have a microphone is different than when you're doing it on a uh, for a camera, right? So, right. What else did you watch? Oh, out of ten for that, what did you have? Uh, the soup. I like it very much. I would give it a eight. I gave it seven point five, so we're damn close. Uh, yeah. I think it has a little bit of time for improvement, but I watched back in the 90s when, what, Chris... What was the guy's name? Harwick? No. Yeah, Chris Harwick. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah. And Aisha, whatever her last name was, uh, yeah, and I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. they're any better or any worse than she is right. currently. It's just right. after Joel McHale, uh, you know. Yeah. The John McHale show, uh, joke in the first episode was very, very, very funny. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good yeah. shadow, and it didn't feel uh, like they were being uh, petty or anything. They were just they were yeah. just making you know light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I'll do another one uh, because you you have a couple less shows than me. I saw something called Briar Patch from. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. I have had it on my list for a pretty long time. I just haven't had the time to watch it. It's on an NBC. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to watch it British last show, week, right? but I didn't get around to watching it last week. Sorry? It's a British show, right? No, Original? this is on NBC, I believe, or USA. It's on U the USA Network. Yeah, but did I not buy it from... Uh... I think it's based off of a book. Okay. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. But maybe they made a British show okay. based off the book as well. That I do not know. Um, okay. But it's about a, a woman who is, like, she is she works for the government, but she works as an investigator for the government. Um, okay. For, like, investigating things like the Mueller investigation, that kind of investigator, right? Uh, she comes back home because her sister gets killed to, like, I think it's Texas, uh, like a small little small town. Uh, and she finds out that, oh, there's some shenanigans going on with her sister's death. It's that show. She returns home from being all rich and powerful, and she has to figure out who killed her sister. You know, it's not an unusual, like, not a brand new story, but the way they shot it and the way it's done, pretty interesting. Uh, what's her name? Rosario Dawson is the main character. Okay. Uh, I, I think I have heard about her. What has she been in? A lot of things. Uh, yeah. She was in... Wasn't she in that Tarantino movie? Uh, right. She was in a Tarantino movie and a couple of things. But, yeah, you would know her if you saw her. Just look up Rosario okay. Dawson. Um, okay. The name is super, like, obvious in my mind. She was in Zombieland you... Double Tap, apparently. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'd probably give the show, uh, it's probably a 5.5, like, it's just above average, but not, like, the best thing in the world. Cool. Yeah. I saw Secrets of the Zoo, episode, season one. This is an Amazon show. Um, I like this kind of shows. It's, like, it's very, like, uh... 
uh, every other like behind the zoo show you have ever seen. But I I like this. Uh, I think that it's the the characters in this uh, the uh, are better than all the other like zoo shows I have seen before. Uh, what is it? Zoo shows? Yeah, like where you go behind the scenes and see what people do inside the zoo. Oh, the zoo. Have you... Okay, I get it. Yeah. What did you t- think I was saying? The zoo. <laughs> the zoo show. And I was like, who's Sue? Are they suing oh. somebody? I didn't understand that. <laughs> right. No, Sue. Okay. Like, yes, animals. With animals. So, yeah, uh, the sec- secrets of the zoo... I will give an 8.5 out of 10, actually. I really, really like season one. And uh, I see that season two is out, so I can't watch, uh, wait to watch it. She was in Death Proof, Fro. That was the Tarantino ah. movie. If you remember that. Yes. It was all right. Like not great. Um, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it not. I'm just saying, compared to his other movies, I thought the, that whole se- those right. three movies, well, I think... He, Right? There were three of them. Two. Two, two of them. The one he did was, wasn't was as good as the other one, the no. Rodriguez one of the, the two Rodriguez of them. one was much and better. And if you compare them to his other movies, I think it's probably not the greatest movie he's ever done, but it's all right. right. Um, I saw a movie, or a TV show, sorry, on Netflix called Gentified. Okay. Uh, it's about uh, a family who owns a Mexican restaurant, and it, uh, the, the guy, there's a guy buying up the all, the block so he can build a strip mall or something like that, and he's trying to buy up their family-owned business, and they have to try to raise money to, you know, get the family, save the family business. It's that classic show, uh, but it's a comedy. It's very, um, it's based, you can tell that they're going for a very specific uh, Hispanic demographic, but the jokes work for anybody, really. Uh, overall, I give it a six. Uh, pretty decent, uh, comedy was very funny, the acting's pretty good, uh, and some of the situations they get into are actually pretty funny. The dad gets all drunk and throws a bottle through a window and gets arrested, uh, at the same time, uh, the brother is trying to do one thing and also try to get his dad out of jail. I don't know, it's one of those shows. It's, it's good, I'd recommend it, but not, you don't have to go out and see it. What do, would you give it? A six, I said. Six? That's not amazingly good. No, like I said, it's above average, but it's nothing you, you have to see. But if you want, uh, it's pretty funny. Okay. I just have seen one other thing. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I saw the same thing, Hunters on Prime. Hunters, yes. This is ten episodes of one hour, so it took, took ten Freaking hours. The to first watch the episode whole thing. was an hour and a half episode, so actually ten and a yeah. half hours. <laughs> ten and a half hours. Yeah. No, it it's very long. I didn't watch the whole thing. I gave. How up. much did you gave up? Really? Three three episodes maybe. Wow. I got tired I, tired of it. But go ahead. What'd you I, think? I I think this is the best show I have seen in many years. I just got sick of the concept. I just the whole concept was like uh, this whole uh, I don't know uh, this weird mix of religious things, but also uh, these 
action hero, whatever, superhero kind of feel to it. Right. No, it just didn't yeah. work for me. It didn't work for me. Okay. Uh, I, I can I can to a certain point agree. Maybe it's the over the top ridiculous accents also didn't help. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, uh, that's Pacino, though. It's kind of only him. Don't you agree? I think that one other guy with the mustache and the sunglasses, he's got an over-the-top accent. Uh, right. But yeah, Pacino specifically, but he talks so much in the show that, yeah, it gets gets a little over-the-top after a while. And uh, right. some of the connections that they're making as far as, like, the Jewish faith... And uh, right. connecting it to like this and that, and then American politics and all this, all these other things. It's like I don't know. It just feels weird to me. I, if I, it's not that it's a bad show. It's really well shot. The acting's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. The action scenes are pretty good. Uh, yeah. I just felt really awkward watching it. Like I should not be watching this. I feel I feel like this isn't something I I'm supposed to be watching. I feel awkward. I don't know how to describe it other than that. It's it is extremely weird. It is extremely extremely weird. I don't mind the weirdness. It's like the connotations of the whole thing that like I didn't understand. Like right. the idea that one side's supposed to be the good guy and one side's supposed to be the bad guy, but really are there any good guys or bad guys in this show? Right? Right. That's that's the whole premise of the show right. and uh I think I think I think Okay, I will explain why I loved it so much. Because I I think this is one of those shows that you either get or you don't. And I I can understand where you're coming from. And I can understand your criticisms of the show. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that uh, for me it was an emotional journey uh, where I felt like uh, the overkilling of the violence in this show is, is like... Uh, it is up there, and it's very cartoony in right. in the way of of uh, if you don't like superhero shows, I don't think you will like this either. I totally agree. It has the aesthetic and kind of the storytelling elements of a superhero show as well. What was that show uh, that we watched recently that was like the group of uh, kids? The dad dies, and the superhero kids all come back to live in his house. Right. Same, it right. was like almost the same show, and I didn't like that show either. So I think that had right. a lot to do with it, but also just it felt like, especially in the first few episodes, I'm going like, uh, who's the, are these supposed to be the good guys? I mean, after a few episodes, you find out they're not necessarily the good guys, but at the beginning, I just felt awkward. Like, am I supposed to like these people? Because I don't, and it feels really awkward, if that makes sense. Uh, right. Overall, it's a good show. I think most people would like it. I, like you said, don't like superhero shows. That didn't help. I felt really awkward watching it. That didn't help. The accent by Pacino is super over the top. But I, like you said, a lot of this is super over the top. So I understand what they're going for. Just not my cup of tea. I gave it a 6. You probably are a lot higher than me, though. Yeah, I am a 10 out of 10, look. Okay. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I adore this show. Like... I can't wait to watch it again. It's one of those shows that I thought I knew was going to happen at the end. 
and it totally took me by surprise. I think the ending, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody that uh, cares about it, but the ending of the show was just like, wow, really? They went there? And I was super shocked by the ending. It, it took me by such a surprise, and I love that. And there was subtle hints of what was going to happen at the ending through the shows that I didn't pick up on. And I love when a show does that to me. Mm-hmm. I love when a show like su- surprises me and tells me like, oh, you thought this about this people. Well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, well, maybe I need to see the end of it then because, well, I don't know if I will. It just, I couldn't even get through it. So it's probably just not for me. I'm sure yeah. I'm on the outside of that, but I'm I'm so used to it when it comes to ser- superhero anything or anything like this. So I'm used to being on the outside. <laughs> Eurovision, Luke! Woohoo! Eurovision! Okay. Uh, <laughs> two countries this week. Uh, France, first. Uh, let's just say that we don't have a video for this. We just have the song. It's Tom Lube from Eurovision uh, for France. Uh, the song is called The Best of Me. What did you think about it? It's an incredibly forgettable song. I mean, I've heard a million <laughs> songs like this over and over yeah. and over again. Like, yeah, it just sounded so generic and not anything that would ever win. Plus, we didn't have any visuals that probably didn't help. But right, what is really going to add to the song? There's nothing. There's nothing bombastic or Eurovisiony about it either. It's just very, I don't know, standard like something a Brian Adams would have done in the '90s or something. Uh, what surprises me is is how freaking bland it is. It is so unFrench like because like I didn't think you remember about that, when yeah. yeah and you remember when we had Madame Moselle last year uh, or the year before that was one of our our favorites uh, and it, it is so uh, I don't think we have had so much English speaking in a French entrance in Europe in. Eurovision in ever there 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 is half and half English and French and we never had that and it doesn't fucking work in the song at all it just sounds so freaking generic and bland and and like it is it is definitely the worst song we have listened to so far uh yeah yeah it might be tied with one other but I have to really go back and think about it I gave it a 1.5? I gave it a 2, look, so we are pretty close. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was not good, not interesting, just like I said, super nope. generic. Uh, then we have uh, Belgium with Hoberphonic. I Hoberphonic? Uh, I guess so. Is that uh, the name of the song? No, that's the group. Okay. With uh, the song... Release me. There we go. That's or as I call it, the team from James Bond. Oh my God! Are you serious? I wrote down James Bond credits. I, I thought it was. <laughs> I, this wasn't a song that would be in the movie. You know what I mean? It would be right. during right yes, when they started after. the credits. This would be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so James Bond. That is so weird that we wrote down the same thing. <laughs> 
It's it, it isn't because it sounds like a James Bond song. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if it is in that. like the next James Bond movie or something. Right. Yeah, but I don't mind that to be honest. Well, no, it, it just it's just so obvious that that's what it sounds like. It's just crazy. Uh, we got a music video for this one. It was kind of an interesting, very um, what's a good word for it? Uh, artsy. Artsy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, the singer's very good. It's very. hard to tell if she's good live, but yeah, she's very good from this recorded version. And uh, I don't know. She, at least from the music video, it doesn't look like there's going to be any dancing or anything like that. Right. So. No, I, I think I think this this uh, this works for me. Uh, in in. Here, here is like it, it reminds me a little of Rise of the Phoenix, uh, the one that won that year with the bearded lady that uh, uh, sang for for uh, whatever country it was. Uh, but um, I think I think this will do very good. They are in semi final two as well, so that makes their chances of going through to the final pretty good and i think this will probably be somewhere in the middle it's not a song that will win by any chance but i think it will do better than people think it would be because it's it's very um it reminds me a little of of a combination of james bond with a little of of that singing girl from from the UK with a big voice, Adele, is that her name? Uh, Adele, yes. yeah, sure. Yes, so it's kind of it, it reminds me a little of a, an Adele song, if you kind of understand what I mean. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What did you give this? Oh yeah, uh, I'll give it a three point five. I give it an eight. Okay. Okay, we're going to do the main topic. We'll do it a little faster because my head is not with the game, as you can hear. Uh, I'm totally out of it because my head is somewhere else. I have no clue where it is. I think I forgot it in the fridge or something. But look, Lilith. Who is Lilith? Uh, a figure in Jewish, Jewish mythology developed in early Babylonian Talmud. Uh, onwards... Lilith appears as Adam's first wife, who is created at the same time and from the same clay as Adam. Uh, Lilith may be linked to part, oh, in part, to a historical early class of female demons in ancient Mesopotamian in an ancient Mesopotamian religion found in cuneiform texts in Sumer uh, and Babylonian, oh, Bab Babylonia, uh, in Jewish folklore from. The al alphabet of Sirach, uh, the legend developed extensively during the Middle Ages in the tradition of Agrada and Zohar. Uh, for example, in the 13th century writings of Isaac ben Jacob ha, ha Cohen, Lilith left Adam after she refused to become subservient to him uh, and then would not return to the Garden of Eden after she had coupled with the archangel Samuel, okay. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's it's it, this story has always been super interested uh, in, for me. In Hebrew language text, the term Lilith or Lil uh, Lilith uh, translates as night creatures, night monster, night hag, or screech owl. First, of course, in the list of animals in Isaiah 34:14, uh, either in singular or the plural form, according to variation of the earliest manuscript. Lilith is uh, often uh, envied as dangerous demon of the night, who sexually went, went and steals babies in the darkness. And in the Dead Scrolls, uh, see scrolls, the term first occurs uh, in the list of monsters. In Jewish medical uh, inscription of balls and amulets from the 16th uh, century, uh, CA onwards, Lilith is identified as female demon, and the first visual description appears. That is super interesting. <laughs> okay, what do you think about it? I mean, I, I, I think, I think before, I, I, I never looked into it uh, of. Is there any proof if she existed to according to the Bible? Because that's that's more or less what we we have to go go from. Uh, uh, let's see. Say Adam and Eve was was the real story. Let's just pretend you you and me don't believe that. So just let's pretend that's a true story. Mm-hmm. It would would be interesting if they tried to hide this Lilith from us. Right, I guess that's the whole thing here. Uh, it says here, uh, for 4,000 year, years, Lilith has wandered the Earth figure, figuring in a mythic imagination of writers, artists, and poets. Her dark origins lie in Babylonian demonology, where, she, where amulets and incantations were used to counter the sinister powers of this winged spirit. Uh... In the Renaissance, Michelangelo portrayed Lilith as a half-woman, half-serpent coiled around the tree of knowledge. Later, her beauty would be captive, uh, would captivate the English poet Dante Gabriel Rossetti, uh, saying her enchanted hair, he wrote, was the first gold. Uh, modern feminists celebrate her bold struggle for independence from Adam. Her name appears as the title of a Jewish woman's magazine, and a national literacy program, an annual music festival that donates its prof- profits to women's shelters and breast cancer research institutes, is called the Lilith Fair. I've heard mm-hmm. of that before. I don't know if it still exists, but I've heard of that. Yeah, and and I think what I find more, more interesting is that uh, it's in rabbinic, uh, called uh, literature where where Lilith uh, has been uh, 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 like uh, uh, depicted as the mother of Adam's demonic offspring, following the separation of from Eve and his first uh, wife, where Adam Eve was uh, created from Adam's rib, so she wasn't like a part of him. She, she was created by God, and then God said, oh, I did a mistake, and then created Eve 
uh, from something of Adam. I, I find that extremely interesting. The other I theory should... I saw was that uh, the other ex- explanation, I guess, is that right. uh, God created one human, but that human was t- both female and male, like androgynous, and then he God cut that person in half, and one half was Adam and one half was Lilith, but then when he created a whole human, uh, that was Eve. Does that make sense? And then, but Adam was still Adam for some reason. He did. They didn't change his name to like Tom or something like that. Right. And oh, but oh, I think I think the most interesting question of of uh, of the thing is uh, why would they have any interest of hiding her from her us? Uh, from what my research, the people that. Hid her, if you want to say it that like that, right. uh, was the Catholic Church, uh, and they had a lot of reasons to hide a lot of things. But I think it's because uh, it was mostly out of um, Mesopotamian and those kind of religions, which they were trying to like uh, tamp them down and t- make everybody Catholic at the time. Should we go to the thing of disclose TV? Uh, there's one thing I read here. Uh, until the 7th okay. century CE, Lilith was known as a dangerous embodiment of dark feminine powers. In the Middle Ages, however, Babylonian she-demon, the, the Babylonian she-demon took on a new and even more sinister characteristics. Sometime prior to the year 1000, the alphabet of Bensir was introduced uh, to medieval medievals. The alphabet, uh, an anonymous text, the alphabet, Right, an anonymous text contains twenty-two episodes corresponding to the twenty-two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. The fifth episode includes Lilith, who is a, who was too tantalizing and terrifying the population for generations to come. To the extent that the alphabet Ben Sira shows a familiar Lilith, she is descri- destructive. She can fly. She has a penchant for sex. Yet this tale adds a new twist. She is Adam's first wife before Eve, who boldly leaves right. Eden because she is treated as man's inferior. This was the first time the whole she's Adam's wife thing actually came up, was in this mm. alphabet of Ben Sira. Uh, do you think that's a credible source? Uh, like, if we believed in, in the creation story? <laughs> I just have to... <laughs> just have to keep saying that? Well, according yes. to what I've read... Uh, even uh, biblical scholars believe that this uh, this the alphabet it says here uh, is oh let's see where does it say it that is I, not, I, I, oh, go ahead yeah come on no I, I just think it's very interesting that that the uh, uh, that the Catholic Church would have 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 an interest in 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 hiding it. I guess it's because we we know of the creation story uh, as Adam and Eve, and and, and I, I I don't remember reading anything about the lip in the original texts. <laughs> it says here, uh, Ben Sears' tale is entirely a deliberate satirical piece that mocks the Bible. Uh, is a, a ah. theory. The Talmud and other rabbinic uh, exerges, exergeses? I don't know what that means. Uh, the Talmud and other 
books, the alphabet uh, language is often coarse in its tone, irreverent, exposing the hypocrisies of biblical heroes such as Jeremiah and offering serious discussion of vulgar matters such as masturbation, flatulence, uh, and copulation with animals. In this context, the story of Lilith might have been a parody that never represented the true thought. It may have served as a lewd entertainment for students and the public, but it was largely unacknowledged by serious scholars at the time. Yeah, so I think that's main, uh, uh, what you said at the last there is kind of the main focal point. It wasn't taken serious by scholars back in that time either. So I guess maybe it isn't as credible as, as I, I thought in the beginning. It says here in 1950, C.S. Lewis invoked the Lilith image in the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. The White Witch, which is one of the most yes. sinister characters in his imaginary world. The daughter of Lilith, the White Witch, is determined to kill the son of Adam, sons of yep. Adam and the daughters of Eve. She imposes a perpetual freeze on Narnia, uh, so it is always winter, in, a, in the right. apocalypse elliptic tale of good and over overcoming evil aslan the creator and king of nardia kills the white witch to end her cruel reign so yeah i mean we know c.s lewis a lot of his stuff had uh relation to christian allegory and things like that right and the, this is actually where i first found out uh, the little thing because i'm a huge 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 c.s lewis fan and he was actually the inspiration of this this uh, uh, this topic. So I'm very grateful that you bring him bring him up, because uh, the first book uh, uh, is actually where we hear about Lilith the first time. So it's it's very interesting that C.S. Lewis uh, brings her into the storytelling. I love those books. I still love them, uh, even now that I am not Christian anymore. Let's go to Disclose.tv. Uh, Lilith was uh, Adam's first wife, not uh, Eve, but the Bible kept it a secret. Tell me about this. Uh, Lilith is said to be have been the first woman in the world and was created by God at the same time as he created Adam. It is said that Lilith was banished and rejected by God after he. it was found that she was stronger and more intelligent than Adam and she would not obey the commands of Adam. The character was not mentioned in the Bible to understand the origin of the of the humanity as Lilith was said to go against the tradition of the church is that women must obey men and women were in a lower position than men. Uh, the traditional Bible has gone through many religious filters to ensure that it loses some of the important sections and pieces. However, there is a part that has been left in uh, that suggests God created not only a man, but a woman at the same time, instead of uh, later, as it has been suggested. Um, yeah. And then, then there's a very good documentary that I actually think people should uh, check out. It is called Lilith, a Demon and First Wife of Adam. And it is on the channel that is called uh, House Eternal Heaven. That's House Eternal Heaven, and you can just search for for the name uh, uh, Lilith, Demon, and Wife, First Wife of Adam. I really recommend that. It says here, the proof man and woman crea were created at the same time. The original text from the King James Bible says, 
uh, and God created a man in his own image, and the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This, right. this leads us to believe that God created both man and woman at the same time. It is said to be the clearest proof that... <laughs> the clearest proof, really. Okay. Is that what proof means? <laughs> uh, that both were created at the same time and could be proof of the existence of Lilith. Lilith has been created equal to Adam while she would have had different organs inside the reproductive or organs in general terms. They both had the same strength and character. Okay. I mean, if you if you buy the uh, again, if you buy the uh, uh, Christian myth of uh, God creating it all, I I, I think this uh, this verse could at least point to uh, there being a God that created them at both time, at the same time. But later in the Bible. Uh, Eve comes in later, much later. It says, uh, if Lilith uh, left, the big question is where did she go? Uh, there's right. only one. There's only supposed to be two people at the time. It was suggested that she ran straight into the arms of the devil, and it was said that all creatures lived in the Garden e Eden. That all that all creatures lived in the Garden of Eden, and there were oh, and there were demons. These were beings that had specific functions, and they were not allowed to be in contact with any other creature. Lilith left Adam and went to Samuel, one of the demons, and she bore his offspring. It is said that she then pronounced the name of God, and so God cursed her with the generation of, of procreating with Samuel. The text she says... She liked the man's reproductive liquid very much, and she and she always walked to the point of seeing where she had fallen. All of the liquid of man that does not end in the matrix of the wife is hers. All of the liquid that man finds wasted throughout his life, whether by adultery or by vice in sleep. Right. She just has, like, kids over and over and over and over again. That's what he cursed her with. Right. That's, that's a... I would say that's up there in the curse <laughs> apartment. <laughs> so, um, if uh, how how likable if if the uh, creation myth was true, uh, do you think the Lilith thing is? Uh, I I have no concept of that. I mean. There's very little evidence, and all the evidence we see about this, it's coming... It Like, if you're believing the current Bible, uh, mm -hmm. and you look at this and go, uh, this is based off of, like, Mesopotamian and Jewish traditions, uh, it just depends on what religion you are if you're going to believe it, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's that's one of the, the things that I find mo most interesting when I was looking uh, through this was like uh, if if I let's say I was a Christian how how much would I believe this and I tried to take my Christian hat on and looked at it and I I I even asked some Jehovah's Witness and and things like that about this topic because I find it extremely interesting if 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 it is at all believable, but I would I would say 
it's not super high on the creation scale, but it's not super low either. So I will give it a six. Uh, I'd probably give it a four. As far as like crazy, it's, I don't think it's all that crazy. I mean, it's just part of a, another weird religion, but it's it's not like a alien thing. Uh, the weirdest thing to me is that Lilith Fair is named after a demon who eats babies. Okay, let's move move on. I don't know where where uh, why the all of a sudden I sound like a cow, but I, I kind is of is that did what that, that was? I didn't have any idea. Like, what that move, was. move on. <laughs> it sounded like I was in the middle of like uh, puberty. <laughs> move on. Uh, hey, look, you tortured me this week. Uh, we have a tournament uh, where I'm going to see twelve movies during a week. Uh, year, sorry, for fuck's sake, where's my brain? Uh, 12 Months of Hell, it's called, and you gave me Beat, Beastmaster 2. Thank you for that, Luke. That was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Said nobody. <laughs> uh, I do think, he, 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 here's the thing, I really, really enjoy the first Beastmaster. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I think I think I have a I have a kind of a high threshold for 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 bad movies, but this movie is like Beastmaster. Okay, let's give you even more time travel and more animals. It, this is like overdoing <laughs> the premise of the first movie. I, I like the the first movie is, is campy and fun. This wasn't even campy or fun. <laughs> like it it is just extremely extremely hard to watch. This movie was one hour and forty seven minutes. I had so much trouble coming uh, uh, watching this. I I I I'm not going to say that I was excited to see this, but I I I will go so far that I was thinking, oh, this is not going to be that hard. I loved the campy Beastmaster. Oh, I, I will probably just think this is totally okay. But this isn't totally okay. It's pretty far, far away from totally okay. It's actually extremely, extremely bad. Uh, so, I have this pain scale from 1 to 10. Uh, this is... A little better than the the last movie, the Christmas movie you you gave me. So I'm going to give you a seven out of ten look on this Beastmaster two, through the portal of time. But seven is pretty up there. We should point out that the portal of they they say in this movie even if you travel through the portal of time or whatever you're going to a different <laughs> dimension. Which is not technically mm -hmm. time traveling, so that doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why is James Avery in this movie? I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> for two seconds. Two seconds I see James Avery. I'm like, what? It's so weird movie. Yeah, but yeah, seven out of ten. I I think that's pretty up there. I can't wait to see what you're giving me next month, Look, uh, Yeah, I haven't even thought about it, but I'm sure something will come in, into my mind. 
<laughs> You're just a threshold of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking about movies, uh, do you know that Hulu is going to exclusively stream Parasite? I heard that. Uh, I might actually just wait, because I have a Hulu thing, so now that I know it's going to be on there, it's like, maybe I'll just wait and watch it then. Right. Yeah, because I've talked about this movie 20 times. But uh, why don't you read the statement they came out with? Uh, If you didn't get a chance to see Parasite in the lead-up to its historic best picture win, uh, don't worry, Hulu says it will start exclusively streaming the movie on April 8th. Yeah, but at least it's coming uh, to a a place where it's uh, very easy to get a hold of. Do you here's my question though? Do you think this will bring bring traffic to to them? I think so. Oh, a hundred percent. Because a lot of people haven't seen it, and uh, it probably cost them a lot of money to get it, but it's definitely going to help them out. Will it equal uh, people subscribing? Probably not. But I think people who already have the service are going to go watch it for sure. Right. Other than that, did you see any movies this week? Because I didn't. I saw something on Netflix called uh, The Last Thing He Wanted. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's about uh, a woman who is like a, is a reporter, uh, and her, she finds out that her father is involved in some kind of international arms dealing. Uh, oh, this is the Ben Affleck uh, movie. Yes, it also has, what's her name, uh, Anne Hathaway in it, and William Defoe. Ah. William Defoe plays ah. the dad, so there's actually uh, quite a few good people, let me see, uh, Rosie I, Perez is in this movie, sorry? Yeah, it's based on the book that I read, it's oh, based okay. on the book, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's alright, I guess, I'm, it, it just felt a little disconnected like certain parts feel like they were made at one time and other parts feel like they were made at another time and it's not like uh it's not like in the sense where it's two different times in the movie it just feels like disjointed at points um i still was pretty entertained and entertained by it but it just felt really wonky so i gave it a a four i'll probably go to Mm -hmm. a 4.5 uh but if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 5%. So, Ooh, that's not the good score. IMDb <laughs> gave it a 4.3, 4. which is pretty close yeah. to what I gave it. So, you know, but yeah. wow, Rotten Tomatoes, 5%. 5%? Who la la. Audience score, <laughs> I just went there just to check, 12%. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So this might just be worth checking out just to see if it, if it is as bad as everybody's saying. Like, I thought it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. Right. I didn't think it was the island bad. No. No. There was no, yeah. It, there's no audio, yeah. glaring audio issues or anything in it like that. Yeah. Right. Hey, are you ready to see a very uh, expensive trailer of a very expensive movie that didn't bring in any money this week? Sure, let's do it. Let's watch Call of the Wild. Hey, Norway. The Yukon is a dangerous <laughs> place. <laughs> Almost. You never know what's coming. 
That's what you do on the weekends. You just meet on top of a mountain like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what we call lunch in Norway. <laughs> the whole town gets together. He was a dog like no other. Did they have to computer generate the house? Was that necessary? <laughs> Couldn't find a house. That was just like a real house. Wow, that dog does not look real at all. None of it looks real. Like, even the background is fake. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow, that is bad. That... That looked like wow. food fight level bad an animation. Oh, I kind of want to see this movie now. <laughs> see what's out there. Wow, this looks tricky. I'm glad you're enjoying this. I never oh. saw him believe in anything. I wonder why it didn't make any money. I don't it know. It looks so good. Somebody saw this trailer and was like, oh, I definitely want to go see that. <laughs> said absolutely nobody. Wow, this looks bad. The animation is incredibly bad. Like, incredibly bad. It's like on cat's level bad. Sleeping for two days. My bed. Okay, look, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Because that's for sure it will get Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wow. Uh -huh. uh, okay. Uh, Buck is all. All right, Call of the Wild, Buck is a big-hearted dog whose blissful domestic life gets turned upside down when he's suddenly when he's suddenly uprooted from his California home and transplanted to the exotic wilds of the Alaska Yukon in the 1890s. As the newest rookie on the male dog delivery sled team, Buck experiences the adventure of a lifetime as he ultimately finds his true place in the world. Okay. <laughs> what? So, like, it's from the dog's perspective, I guess? Not from Harrison Ford's perspective, I guess? Uh, right, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% uh, on Fandango, 88% of Google users liked it. Hey, guess what, Luke? I finally went back to the original place where we all got it from. Rotten Tomatoes. Lisa V gave this uh, five stars and said, what a great movie from the storyline to the visual. <laughs> we, sorry. We, 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 we laughed and cried and actually had uh, hoped it would last much longer. We are grandparents and our grandson 10 could not get enough of it. Please make more like this. I went to the That's Facebook. One. Uh, Do you want the, the the bad one? Oh right, okay. Sorry. Okay, because I have one star as well. Stephanie W. It was basically a cartoon. We walked out after forty minutes. It was advertised as an adventure movie. All the animals were CG and acted like Disney cartoons. Would never have paid to see this movie. I guess I'll start with a bad one uh, from the Facebook. Uh, 
Erica Wright says, uh, the choice to use all computer-generated dogs cheapens the movie, uh, and it was just lame. More like a children's cartoon. Uh, Kate, Kathy Miller says, uh, don't your, waste your money, it's goofy and boring. Uh, but Charles and Betty Osborne say, it's pretty clear from all of the comments that this movie was not like the book, except in name only. They should have named it something else, and then reviewed it as a good outdoor adventure for the family. Uh, Jack London... Uh, oh, Call of the Wild by Jack London was a great piece of literature uh, with no resemblance to anything Disney. Hmm. Do you want to see this movie? <laughs> I kind of do, just for how bad the animation looks. Uh, right. Eden... Aiden... Aiden... Eden Aiden. That's got to be a fake name. Uh, not not good. This movie is pretty bad. Special effects, terrible background, and unnatural scenery. Yeah, that's mm. what I got from the t from the trailer. Did you see the boy? Uh, the first the boy movie. The, oh no! I didn't even know that that this first one existed. I was surprised when a, the second one came out. Okay, because Brahms, the boy too, came out this week. Uh, when a young family moves to Hellshare residence, terror and strikes when a boy from the family discovers a doll called Brahms that appeared to be really human. Uh, 4.3 out of 10 on Iron to be 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and 1 out of 4 from Roger Ebert. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I think it's just an organization or something now. I have no yes. idea. Yes, it is. It is. But I like to make that joke because he's very dead. So which of those two movies, if you had to be forced to watch one of them, would you see? Brom the Boy 2, probably. And me too. <laughs> we agree on something. I've seen the trailer for it, and the trailer actually doesn't look that bad. Hmm. I haven't seen the first one. I need to see that first. I haven't seen it. I didn't need it. I know it existed before this week, so... You probably That's don't need to see it, but who knows? Maybe you do. It's like Paranormal Activity 1 and 2. Like, yeah, you kind of don't have to see, see them in order, but I do it anyway. Or Final Destination 1 and 2. Yeah, there's no yeah, you no way you need to watch those in order. They're just all. I mean, they're all the same movie, movie, but right. Saw maybe a little more. It has a little more of a running storyline in the first couple movies, and then it gets totally lost in the last few movies. By the way, I saw the trailer uh, for uh, the new Saw movie coming out. It looks so strange. Have I you seen it? No, I, I didn't know there was a new Saw movie coming out. Uh, yeah, it's made by that uh, funny man. Haha, -ha, man. Uh, 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 Stand-up guy. Uh, not Eddie Murphy, but the other one. Chris, Chris Tucker? Chris Rock? Chris Rock, yes. Okay. That's weird, yes. all right. You yeah. see Rob Zombie is coming out with a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses? Ugh. With the same people. I'm surprised all those actors are still alive. Ah. 
The trailer, the trailer looks pretty good. Really? Yeah. I love the original, though. It's so good. Well, there's House of a Thousand Corpses, and then there was the other one after it. That was, like, the the second right. one. What was it called? Uh, Devil's Rejects. Uh, yeah. And then there's this one, awesome. which is called uh, three, 3 to Hell, the Hell 3, something like that. Okay. Okay, uh, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Please go there before my head explodes. Uh, next week we will talk of flat locks. What is flat locks? I think it's a fiat locks. Fiat locks? Yeah, I don't know. Fiat locks. It's Latin for let there be light, is what it actually means, but it's a new revelationist UFO religion who members are primarily located <laughs> in the Black Forest of Germany. Oh. So we're going to get aliens Na and gummy bears. Nazis? And Nazis, yeah. Yay! And, uh, and ham. Some delicious ham as well. <laughs> <laughs> we will do some countries from Eurovision. I have no clue what we will do next week. I have not looked... Uh, we will do another digital review of The Invisible Man. You can hear him, Cam. Try to you. I am The Invisible Man. You, you remember that song? No, I don't. Weird. I am The Invisible Man. I see right through you. I think it's, it's Queen, maybe? No, I couldn't even I'm place helpful. it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that I have gotten very good reviews that I have seen. So it will be very interesting, and it's also with one of my favorite actresses. Uh, so that's cool. Hey, look, uh, I'm going to guess uh, what we're going to talk about next week. We will probably going to talk something to do with the election. Then we will probably bring up something from Norway, and then we probably will talk about something with Epstein. I'm not going to go out of the limb this week. I'm just going to be boring. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess the name of that movie is Three From Hell. I was close, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I've got nothing. <laughs> What are, what are we going to talk next week about? Yeah, uh, I, got, I got nothing. I have no idea. Nothing? No. Nope. Nothing? Okay. Uh, Jeremy Round, I'm going to make this super fast. Uh, hey, PewDiePie's back. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything yeah. else that really happened this week besides that? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Other than that PewDiePie was back? I don't think so, no. Oh, the Flat Earth guy blew himself up in his own room. Oh, yeah. Aww. That was just sad. Yeah. We usually don't talk about uh, celebrity deaths, I guess, or whatever, but this we've talked a lot about this guy, and we've talked a lot about Flat Earth, so thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Like you said, Fro, he, did, he died doing what he loved. So. Yeah, and if you look at the internet today, he wasn't a Flat Earther, so. Okay. Yeah. I really recommend their episode about, about this. Okay. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think my head is saying goodbye. What is your head saying? Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.